Hi, everyone. Welcome back to episode six of Young Adulting Podcast. I'm Grace Atwood. And I'm Becca Freeman. And we love bad books. Yeah, we do. So we are here today to tell you about The Thousandth Floor, which was one of our favorite, favorite young adulting books. Oh my God, yeah. It's like Gossip Girl. It's not in a dystopian future. It's just kind of in in the future. In the future. In a good future. Like the future in this book is really cool. Yeah. I want to live in this future. There's like a machine that does your hair and makeup. So like I'm sold. Yeah. And you can have a computer inside your head if you're super smart and able to do that. So yeah, but that's illegal. It's illegal, but I would totally break the rules and have one. But before we get into the thousandth floor, let's talk about our highs and lows. How has your week been? What's going on? My week has been pretty good. So the big thing for me was I got all of my beauty products organized. So Becca knows, but I just have like bags and bags of beauty products. It's really hard to keep them all organized. Um, I get a lot of samples sent to me from brands. I buy a lot to test on my, for my blog and it's like out of control and I hate clutter and I hate chaos. So I ended up buying this really cool vintage metal locker and then buying clear plastic shoe boxes to store everything in. And I'm like on an organizational high. It's making me so happy. I did a lot of spring cleaning this weekend. I like took a toothbrush and was scrubbing the grout on my Ooh. bathroom floors and it was oh it was really satisfying so in satisfying. a really lame way. Yeah, like I don't know what it is. It's like a thing with your 30s like being organized and like cleaning are two super satisfying things. Should we get like tote bags made that's like organization is sexy? I think that would really sell. Would you guys buy that? DM us. Let us know. We're not making those. No, we're not. We don't need, we don't need everyone on the street to know how lame we are. That's like, that's like a slow roll that like first you get to know us and then you find out how lame we are. Yeah. We like to like trick people into thinking we're cool and then they find out what losers we are, but they already like us by then. Yeah. Ha ha. So my other high was Becca has been a super bad influence on me. So I was supposed to stay in most of the weekend working And on Sunday, it was so nice out. So she was like, let's go to the park. And I was like, okay, I can go for like two hours. Then I have to go home. I need to work. I need to get caught up. I need to get ahead for the week. And then she's like, let's have rosé and fish tacos. And I was like, no, Becca, I'm being healthy. I'm eating clean. I'm going to go to Sweetgreen on my way home. Guess who had fish tacos and Palomas? These girls. And it was really fun. And I felt... A little stressed that I didn't get all my work done, but I also felt like I had a real weekend, which was nice. It so was, it was great. To to Grace's credit, she did resist the first five times I told her that we were going to have fish tacos and rose. So I wore her down. She did. She completely wore me down. So anyway, Becca, what was the best part of your week? I have two. I had a medium week. Um So the first thing is that I haven't talked that much about my job on the podcast, but if you've been listening since the beginning, you know that I head marketing for a company called Lola and they sell all natural period products in a subscription. And yesterday we launched our second line, which is a line of sex products. Um, and it's all, uh, safe, clean condoms, lube and wipes. And it's been something that we've been working on in secret for Oh my God, like the past six months to a year. And it's been so exciting to be able to launch to the world and tell everyone. 
it's been really fun getting to this launch. Um, we've had so many, I've said so many things at work and I've, we've, there've been so many like moments at work that are actually hilarious as we like get to this launch. Like I'll say totally casually at work. I'll be like, after we have sex, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> or like, um, like I said in a meeting a couple of weeks ago, I was like, Oh, has Allie told you about her sex dream? Like not meaning her dream, just like what she wanted to do for on social media for our launch. That's like, amazing. It's, <laughs> it's been really funny to talk about, but anyway, the products are great. Um, it's similar to our period products that, you know, everything is, um, clean and natural and, um, all the sex products are, are formulated to maintain your vaginal pH and prevent infection and all of it's packaged really beautifully. And I'm, I'm super excited to start to see all the reception to it. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, and following Grace's lead where she can never just have one thing, I have a second thing. And that is that one of our listeners wrote in, or actually two of our listeners wrote in and told us that they started book clubs about our podcast. That's so cool, you guys. We're like, this is, it's just like makes our life. I'm like so humbled. That's crazy. Yeah, it makes us like, it, I have goosebumps thinking about the fact that people started book clubs based on our recommendations because we feel like idiots and we're just like, it's, it's cool to feel like maybe we're onto something. Also, I'm really jealous because do you remember when we tried to start a book club and oh my God, it was such a hot mess. Oh, it was terrible. Nobody, we all, read, we all just drank. Yeah. Nobody read the book. Like one person read the book, Hitha read the book and she was like taking it super seriously. Yes. And nobody else read the book. Like Jackie was drunk. Like yeah. our friends were, it was just like a random smattering of people and nobody was taking it seriously. I feel like maybe we need to restart a book club, but like be really exclusive about who gets an invite. Yeah. Or my dream, maybe this summer we can have like a live book club event for young adulting and get our readers to come actually talk to us instead of just like. That would be so fun. Yeah. We just need a space. So if anyone knows a good space that we can have for free to host a big meetup, let us know. Or just like let us know if you would come if you live in yeah, New York. that too. Maybe nobody would come and it would just be our, our last book club where it was just like us drunk alone. I feel confident that people would come. Anyway, what's your low? Ugh, my low. I kind of alluded to this, but I feel like I cannot get caught up in work. And I'm very aware that bloggers are constantly complaining about how hard their lives are. And I don't want to be one of those people because I do feel so lucky that I get to do what I love every day. But I have so many campaigns and so many projects and I feel like I cannot get caught up. And it's been a real issue. And it's great because the blog is growing. Everything is growing. I'm adding different things here and there. So I'm constantly just adding more work to my plate. The exciting thing is I have an assistant starting in June. So I hope that helps to alleviate some of that. Is this going to be like a devil wears Prada stitch? Yes, absolutely. I'm going to be a nightmare boss. You're going to be like, find me that dinner reservation for that yes. article I saw. The twins need a copy of the new Harry Potter book and it must be signed. The twins are Grace's cat. The They're both is Grace's cat. Tyrion and Tyrion's evil alter ego. Yeah. Um, the other bad thing that happened was, you guys, I'm totally smearing them right now, but I am pissed. So Becca, if you've been listening to this podcast from the beginning, you know that Becca convinced me to try fly cleaners. And so 
I was really into it. I had a great first experience. And then the second time, they lost all of my hang dry. So I have this adorable ruffled sweatshirt that I sent out for hang dry and four really expensive bras. They're all third love bras, which Becca and I both love. Love their bras. Love their bras. And they lost everything. Um, I did get it back, but it was over a week later. And so I will never use their service again. I'm done. I'm going to try cleanly next. I've heard really good things, but is it bad that that like, that makes me nervous about using them, but not so nervous that I'm going to stop? Well, I think it's like one of those things where if you get really comfortable using a service and nothing bad has happened to you, like you keep using it. And there's a part of me that's like, oh, well, you've now you've had your one bad thing with them and nothing else bad will happen and you can keep using them. But out of principle, just how the customer service person was to deal with, like, I won't be using it again. Yeah. I'm done. I hear that. Um, Milo is that I'm sick again. You've been sick so much. So I generally pride myself on being a pretty healthy person. Like I have a strong immune system and we launched this podcast and I've been sick twice since we started it in the past month. I feel like, like a frail Victorian child, like one of those like English children who like can't go outside because I'm always sick. Um, I feel like I keep having to like cancel plans and be like, no, I can't. I'm sick. I think everyone in my life probably thinks I'm making it up and I'm not. I felt like that this winter and it was really bad because I I always just put on my Instagram story what is going on and don't think twice about it. And I had a few blog readers be like, you're really sick all the time. Like you should really go to the doctor and like figure out what's wrong with you. Like I think they thought I had like long-term health problems. Also like apologies for my voice. It's like a, it's a situation right now. I was laughing because um, when we launched the first episode of the podcast, like a bunch of people who were so nice came out and they were like, oh, your voice is so good for podcasting. My voice is like, hold my drink. We'll see what you think in a few episodes when she can like barely talk. No, your voice sounds good. I'm listening as we talk. I think that you sound really good. Do you think I have like phone sex operator voice? No, it needs to be like three octaves deeper. Okay. We'll check in at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Let me know if I get there. But let's talk about the book. Uh, Let's talk about the book. I loved this book. I, for reference, love Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl came out my senior year in college, and it was so formative. We used to have parties every, I think it was on Monday nights. This is so upsetting. It's showing how much younger Becca is than me. I always feel like we're the same age, and then you say shit like that. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. You're young. I'm old. I mean, I'm not young. I'm... (laughs) You're youngish. I'm young adjacent. Yeah. I'm the young, cool one here. <laughs> yeah. At 31. There's no one le- There's no one younger in the room, so like I can claim that. Tyrion's younger. Tyrion's only four. Ugh. Yeah. I'm giving him the side 20, eye. 28 in dog years. But anyway, we used to throw Gossip Girl parties, and um, every Monday night we would have people over to watch Gossip Girl, and then on the season finale we like had a costume party and all dressed up as characters, and I was obviously Blair. That's funny because my 28th birthday party, again, older, um, it was a Gossip Girl theme. And I was Serena. Of course you were. Yes. Uh, so I like anything that's like vaguely Gossip Girly. Did you read the, the Gossip Girl books? Of course I did. I didn't. Maybe I, I'll read them. I read them like when my sisters were young. Like I remember the, my sisters had them and I was like, what is this? The books are totally different from the TV show. Oh, then maybe I will read them. Yeah. But anyway... Um, 
I just keep admitting like embar- this podcast is just like I just keep admitting embarrassing things yeah. about myself that I like wouldn't normally tell people but I'm like here you go sometimes um, I worry that I'm gonna like lose blog readers because they think I'm cool and like an interesting smart person and they come and listen to the podcast and they're like oh but wait so whenever I'm stressed out or like having a bad day like one of my go-to things that I love to watch so I have two things that I love to watch so the first is the Queen of Jordan episode of 30 Rock love it have watched it like a hundred times love it the second is season one episode seven of gossip girl which is the one where chuck buys that like burlesque club and blair strips and then they have sex in the limo oh my god i watch it like every couple months i love it that is amazing and weird and i love that i don't know why you're listening to our podcast like go watch season one episode seven of gossip girl I'm going to go watch. maybe i'll do that tonight no i know what i'm we'll we'll get to what i'm doing tonight later we'll get to it it's equally bad so anyway, so this book, it's basically futuristic gossip girl. And I just want to jump in and say that for young adult books, I feel like there are young adult books that are like shameful to read. And then there's young adult books that I think they're really well written and like really like legitimately good books. Becca and I were texting back and forth today because another book, when we talk about what we're reading, we're reading a really terrible young adult book. Like the selection is like, kind of an an embarrassing book to read. This, I think, is really well written. It's super interesting. It's just, like, very well done, and you can tell that the author is, like, very smart. I'm about to sound so nerdy. Like, my hole just keeps getting deeper that I'm digging for myself. Um, Like, just picture the tape on my glasses. Um, There's such good world building in this. Like, you're in the future, but it's not just kind of, like, random slapdash things strung together. Like, she has made this world and explains it so well. And it, I don't know, like, it's just like, it's very well done. It's very well done. And there is a sequel to it, which we're getting ahead of ourselves, but I had to wait and I'm now we're waiting for the third one to come out. And like, I literally like cannot wait for the third one, but let's talk about the summary. So basically it's a hundred years from now it's in 2118. So Manhattan is now this thousandth thousand floor tower, um, and the higher that you live up in the tower, the richer you are. So the Fuller family, which consists of the parents and their two kids, Avery and Atlas, live in the apartment on the thousandth floor. So they're the richest, most important people. One of the kids is adopted, and the other is genetically designed to be perfect. Right. So we start the book, and the first, the immediate first thing that happens is that a girl falls to her death from the thousandth floor, but we don't know who she is. Yes. Yes. All we really know is that she has blonde hair. Yeah. Which kind of rules out some of the characters as we go along. Right. So we have a little bit of a thriller mystery, but it's like, it's not a mystery. So there's also a little bit of a love story, and since Becca loves love stories, I'll let her talk about that. So Avery has the hots for her brother, Atlas, and it's okay because he's adopted. Did you feel okay about it? Uh, I go back and forth. Honestly, like parts are just like, parts I'd be like, ooh, and then parts would be like, oh, it's so cute though. I felt okay about it because they literally tell you that she has the hots for him, like in the second chapter. So like, you know, going into this, like it doesn't really establish their brother sister relationship. And then it's like plot twist. She's in love with him. So I felt more okay about it. Cause I knew. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. So let's talk about Avery and Atlas. I spent 
an inordinate amount of time this week trying to map the characters in this book to Gossip Girl. And I have a lot of thoughts. I don't know if I got there. So are Avery and Atlas, Serena and Dan, or Blair and Chuck? Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that they are Serena and Chuck. So remember how Serena and Chuck were like living together? Yeah, but they weren't in love. Yeah, they never were in love and they never hooked up. But their personality wise, that's who they are. Like Atlas is like kind of this badass who's always traveling. Um, Serena is like basically the perfect girl. Um, I just think I pictured Serena throughout the book as we're, every time I read Avery, I, I literally in my head pictured Serena. Yeah, but they're not Serena and Chuck. Serena and Chuck never got together. No, I, think I know, but I think that they're Serena and Dan. No, no, yes, Atlas they are. And Dan, Dan's a loser. No, because he's an outsider. He was adopted. He's the Dan. They're like brother and sister because Rufus and Lily get married. So like they have the incest thing at one point. They're oh. Serena and Dan. And then the thing that was really tripping me up is there's another character who I'm just going to like get ahead of ourselves. Watt, who's like also the obvious Dan, but he's not Dan. He's Vanessa. Oh my God. Watt is totally Vanessa. Yes. Yes. I feel like okay. I really figured this out. So this is like, like next level nerdiness. Every book club, I feel like we just like get, it gets a little bit more nerdy and in depth. And I'm really worried that we're going to go well over an hour for this episode. Oh my god, no, we're which not. we try not to do. So then we meet Lita, who is Avery's like sort of estranged best friend, and she's fresh out of rehab for her addiction to futuristic speed pills. And she like had a total breakdown after she lost her virginity to Atlas. And then he like left to go on his trip. So Lita is totally the Blair. Lita I'm is definitely Blair. Lita is Blair. And especially in the early part of Gossip Girl when Blair is like fresh off her eating disorder and super insecure, they're, they're the same person. And she's like kind of the mean one. Like she's like the she's villain. Super mean. Yeah. I feel she's crazy. Is it weird that putting all of these characters into a box and, like, identifying their Gossip Girl counterpart is, like, super soothing to me? It makes me really happy. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay, so then on a lower floor, like, much, much lower, we meet a girl called Rylan. And Rylan has, like, had a very hard life. Her mom died last year, and she's working at the monorail, um, as one does, to take care of her and her sister. So she is kind of in a rough crowd. Her crowd parties a lot. They do a lot of drugs. They deal drugs. And she uh, goes to a rave and gets a call to be a caterer at this guy called Cord Anderton's party. So Cord is kind of, Cord could be the Chuck Bass. Cord is, I mean, I want everyone to be Chuck Bass because he's my favorite character. I think Cord is Chuck Bass. He he doesn't really have parents. Can we go back to Lita? Maybe Lita is not Blair. Maybe she's Michelle Trachtenberg. Who was... Oh, my God. Georgina. Georgina. Lita could totally be Georgina. Maybe. Anyway. Because okay. I don't know who Rylan is. I can, we can yeah. stop this. Okay. We'll, we're going to stop. We'll we're being, this. We're getting, like, way too... Okay. But honestly, if you want to come talk about this with me in the Facebook group, like, I can go for days. Oh. Like, I would love to dissect this with you. Anyway. Oh, so the other thing about this book that I thought was kind of weird is that there are so many futuristic drugs in this book like the author spent like time like there's at least like 20 different futuristic drugs that are mentioned like it's it's so well thought out you guys like it is but like why does she spend so much time thinking of like future fake drugs because she has attention to detail okay well yeah. I thought it was weird but, I respect like, it 
Okay, that's fine. So Cord, our like Chuck Bass type character, is having a big party. And in the middle of the party, Atlas shows up. He's been traveling for the past year and he's back. He's back. Yeah. And so as the party, like that's, I don't know, a bunch of stuff happens at the party. But um, that's one major thing. And the other major thing is that as the party's winding down, Rylan, who's like the cleaning lady at the party, walks in on cord watching old family movies. So he's like kind of a softie. His parents have died. And they like have a tender moment. And then later he kisses her and she does not receive it well. She's like taken aback and she slaps him. Yes. I liked her. Yeah, I liked her too. Yeah. So then we meet Watt. And Watt is another lower floor kid. And Watt is, if you remember, I referenced having a computer inside of your head. Watt is brilliant. So he is like this really, really super gifted computer developer. And at this point in time in the future, computers are so small that like a really, really amazing, effective computer can be boiled down into like the size of a chip that is implanted behind his ear. So these computers are illegal. You cannot have one, but he has one in his head and he's, because of this, he's able to kind of hack into any system. He can like look things up and think really fast on his feet. It's really cool. Yeah. So he takes a job working for Lita who wants to spy on Atlas because she's like the scorned lover. She doesn't know where he went or like if he's seeing somebody and she like wants the details. So she hires Watt on like a message board and he's her bitch. Exactly. So then based on Watt's intel, Lita stalks Atlas to the club and initiates this like pseudo date with Atlas. But then Avery finds out that they're going on a date, freaks out, and she makes it a group thing in order to sabotage their date. Yeah. So going back to Court's party, we're kind of just like jumping around in the timeline in the book, but um, going back to the night of Court's party, Eris, who's like, she's like Avery's tier two BFF. Eris like seemed like one of the cooler characters. Like, Oh yeah. I felt like she was like probably more stylish and cooler than everyone else and like kind of like wild and like. I I kind of, like, thought she was the most aspirational of all the characters. Yeah. Maybe if Lita is the Michelle Trachtenberg, maybe Eris is the Blair. Eris isn't Blair. Okay. Well, come to the Facebook group and talk to me about this because I'm clearly not off this page. I don't even know who Eris is. Like, Eris could be Serena, but then that would throw Avery off of being Serena. I thought about this so much this week. Anyway. Okay. So Eris is, like, Avery's second-tier BFF. Um, who's also hooking up with Cord. And she gets home from the party, and her mom is super upset. And her mom has just found out through, like, a DNA test that Eris actually isn't her father's child. And so her and her mom end up, like, having to move down tower to give her dad some space. Um, And he, like, he kind of wants nothing to do with them, which, I don't know. I don't know how I thought about how her dad reacted to this whole thing. Like... It's certainly not Eris's fault. Yeah, I was really disturbed by how it, it was how he handled it. I felt like it was just a little bit heartbreaking. I mean, he raised her, and it wasn't her fault at all. I get being upset with the mother, but I just thought it was a little bit heartless the way he handled it. Yeah, me too. I was disturbed. I mean, like, obviously it was central to the plot line that she needed to move down tower, but, like, he was a jerk. Yeah, it made me really, really sad. Yeah, 
And I, I, I think Eris was one of my favorite characters. Me so too. I was, I felt, I really, really felt for her. Yeah. So after this party where all the stuff happens, Rylan ends up taking this like a regular cleaning job for Cord. Like Cord's intrigued by her, and she needs money. So like, I guess out of convenience, they like strike up this deal. So anyway, she's at his house and she steals some of his spokes, which are bespoke drugs, another made up drug in this, Mm -hmm. in this book. Um, And she steals them to get her boyfriend to sell them so she can make her rent. Exactly. And you just know that this is going to get found out later and that it's going to put the rift between them and you're kind of cringing and getting anxiety for them. Yeah. I had a lot of secondhand anxiety for, for Rylan. Yeah. Because now she has a secret. So like, of course it's central. Yeah. So anyways, then we're back to Lita and Atlas's now group date. So Avery gets overwhelmed and she leaves the group and then she meets Watt. Watt is our, again, the hacker who lives on the lower floor. And he is just smitten with Avery. Yeah, because she's like genetically modified to be the most perfect girl in the world. Yeah. Imagine how, I don't know, I feel like that would be stressful. I mean, I feel like it would be stressful, but I imagine it would be I wouldn't be great. mind it. Like, I, yeah, if you just looked perfect all the time. But yeah. I feel like it would be stressful and you wouldn't know if people liked you just for how you looked. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, he's in love with her and he like decides that he's going to, he's going to get her. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so back to Aerith. She's, she's like lying to everyone about having moved down tower and she's like going out with her friends, but then she's making excuses. We're doing... She, yeah, anything that costs money, she kind of lies and, like, says she can't do it. And then she meets her ma- neighbor, Marielle. And Marielle brings her to a party in <gasps> Brooklyn. I was laughing really hard about yeah. this part because, like, Brooklyn is, like, the trash place that's, like, in the shadow of the tower. And Grace is, like... It's basically a third world country. Oh, yeah. but So Grace moved to Brooklyn last year and, like, I, you know, she's really hip and cool now because she lives in Williamsburg. Um, but I was laughing because Williamsburg is like complete trash in this book. Oh my God. It's like the worst place on earth, which makes us laugh. But I still love Brooklyn. I would still live there even if I, it it was 2118. Well, we will be dead by then. So it doesn't even matter. This took a really morbid turn. (laughs) (laughs) So going back to the book and not our imminent death by the year 2118, um, so Cord shows up at Ryland's work at the monorail station and he whisks her away to Paris, which is her dream vacation. He's definitely the Chuck Bass because yes. that's like, that's a Chuck Bass. Cord movie. is definitely Chuck. Yeah. But they take the train to Paris. Oh, yeah. And that was like, that was mind blowing to me. So there's this like underground train that goes to Paris. And I think, what what is it, four hours? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. And that made me even more excited for the future. Like, they really need to start building that now because I would like to take a train to Paris in four hours under the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, me too. I mean, they can't even get the L train fixed. So (laughs) I don't know how long that's going to take. Yeah, it's not looking good for for that in our lifetime. Yeah. So um, because Eris doesn't have any money anymore, Avery throws her an 18th birthday party. Um... Avery knows that she lost her money and, and is being like a really good friend to her. 
And so the whole party, Watt's trying to get with Avery, Lita's trying to get with Atlas. There's this whole drama that Eris gets found out that one of her friends outs her for like having moved downstairs and lying about it. So it's like this very dramatic party. Very dramatic. So Avery goes home and she goes upset and she retreats to the roof. One thing we didn't get to yet is that whenever Avery is feeling sad or alone, she goes up to the roof. Oh, yeah, that's probably important. And she keeps that kind of a secret from everyone else. Um, So that's why, like, I'm getting ahead of myself. That's why I was certain that it was her that had fallen off the roof when we found out that. But I thought she jumped. Yeah, I I thought so, too, because her, like, it's like the perfect girl. Yeah. um, That would have been so, so typical, but... We're not going to talk about that yet. Um, So she's up on the roof, and Atlas finds her and kisses her. Um, But the next morning, Atlas is too hungover to remember that they had kissed. Yeah, so he, like, goes back to normal and pretends nothing happens. Yes. So then Rylan, after her, like, romantic getaway to Paris, goes to break up with her boyfriend, because she has a boyfriend this whole time. Yes. Who was selling drugs. And uh, she goes to break up with him, and when she gets to his house... She, like, can't break up with him because the police interrupt them and arrest him. So he's in jail for dealing, and um, she visits him in jail, and he basically threatens to tell Cord that she stole his drugs unless she helps him, like, sell all of his drug stash so that he can post bail. So she's, like, the puppet now. She's screwed. Yeah. Completely, completely screwed. Yeah. Speaking of screwed, Eris then meets her birth father, and guess what? It's Lita's dad. Shocking plot twist. Yes. So in another shocking plot twist, this gets, like, really messy because Lita's dad buys this beautiful scarf for Eris as a present. He doesn't, he feels awkward, doesn't really know what to do with this second child. Um, So Lita finds the scarf and assumes that it's a gift for her mom for her anniversary. Then she sees Eris wearing the scarf and automatically jumps to conclusions and assumes that Eris is having an affair with her father and just completely loses her shit. Yeah. And Lita's like slowly coming unhinged yeah. like as this, yeah. as this book goes on. So there's this big gala and um, Avery brings Watt because she wants to stick it to Atlas and like prove something to him. And um, they're like... They're hitting it off. She brings them home after the gala, but she like freaks out when they're hooking up. And um, Atlas comes home after she kicks Watt out and and he finds her upset and she confesses that um, Watt wasn't perfect because it wasn't Atlas. And so they like have their moment and they have their like hot incest makeout session that I was okay with. Yeah, I was oddly okay with it, too. Um, I was rooting for them. I was, and I hated myself for rooting for them because I felt a little dirty wanting them to get together. Talking about dirty, I have a lot of self-hatred about the other book we're reading. Oh, we can't. We're going to talk about that in a minute, but we're reading this really dirty young adult series. It's like... I, like, I actually can't wait for Becca to leave. Um, it's currently 8 p.m. on Monday night, and we're recording this a little in advance, and I'm going to sit down and 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 finish off the second book of the series but it's it's not not a good book yeah so anyway incest incest so what had hacked atlas's like room computer one while he was spying on lita so he knows that atlas and avery are together he like 
sees it. So yeah. he he's in on their secret. Their secret's not so secret. Yes. So meanwhile, back to Rylan and Cord. Rylan is very desperate, and she steals more spokes from Cord to get her boyfriend out of jail. But then Cord almost catches her. So Cord doesn't realize what she's doing and invites her to his secret school-skipping retreat, which is a, ha- a beautiful house in the Hamptons where he drives regular cars. Now, regular cars are now illegal. Um, so then they have sex. The future sounds great. There's a machine that does your hair and makeup, and cars are illegal. So I would love cars to be illegal. Fun fact about me, again, embarrassing things that we probably shouldn't be just broadcasting to the internet. I don't have my driver's license. And it's not because I can't drive. It's because I let my driver's license expire like eight years ago and was like, oh, fuck it. I don't, I don't need to drive because I don't want to take the test again. I'm a really bad driver. I think of living in New York as my service to the nation that like yeah. I'm not on the road So I don't drive and I'm like taking one for the team. Do you remember a few years ago, Grace and I went to Hawaii for our friend's wedding and we had to rent a car. Oh my God. And Grace like, Grace is like, well, I can't drive because I don't have a license. And so like I had to chauffeur us around everywhere and I'm such a bad driver. I hated it. You did a good job though. I didn't consider you to be a bad driver. We had this stupid minivan. Yeah, we got a minivan. It was really sexy. I feel like we made Jackie and Tom drive us around a lot. Yeah, we did. But, yeah. yeah. Anyway. So, anyway, we would be cool with driving being illegal. Um, It would be great. Yeah, one of many reasons this future sounds awesome. Yes. Meanwhile, back to incest. Avery and... (laughs) (laughs) Back to incest, Back to incest, folks. (laughs) Avery and Atlas decide that they're going to run away to be together. But, obviously, before they go, they have to throw a big party to see all their friends. They're not going to tell their friends why they're having the party, but they just want to see everyone one last time. Yeah. So the night before the party, Lita is like totally undone. She's like doing so many drugs and she's like in this like Adderall high basically where she realizes that Watt is her hacker and she goes to him and roofies him and he, to get information about Atlas and he confesses that Atlas is with Avery. So now Lita knows the secret. So Lita, who's like, Real fucking unhinged. You don't want Lita knowing your secret. No. So she goes to the party to confront Avery like she's ready to fight. And they can't find anywhere to talk privately, so they go up to Avery's secret roof. So it's going down. Someone's fallen off this roof. Yes. So Rylan and Eris end up there too. Rylan is running away from Cord because they're in this fight. Eris is running after her to tell tell her that Cord loves her. Lita and Eris fight because Eris thinks that Lita is sleeping with her dad. And and then we have the big accumulation where Lita accidentally pushes Eris off of the roof. So it's like super scandalous. Everyone is like mouth on the floor, jaw on the floor, whatever the phrase is. And um, mouth on the floor. (laughs) I'm going to start saying that. That sounds just like mouth on the floor. It doesn't sound great. No. So anyway, so Watt has come up there too. He like hears commotion and he he comes up and he's like, hey guys, what's going on? Um, and he witnesses Eris falling off. So basically we have like murder club part two from One of Us is Lying because Lita blackmails everyone into like denying that she she 
pushed Eris off and gets everyone to say that Eris was drunk and fell. She like literally is like, I have dirt on all of you. We will not tell the police what happened. Exactly. So then flash forward to the end of Eris's funeral and Marielle is there. And we didn't really talk too much about Marielle and Eris's relationship, but somewhere in there, they were sleeping together and like, they were kind of like girlfriends. And like Marielle was, was kind of Eris's redemption where like she made her a better person. Yes. And like they were in like pure, pure love. Yes. So she knows that Eris hasn't been drinking that night and she's going to find out what happened. And so that is the end of this book, but that's actually kind of like the basis of the sequel. Exactly. Um, where Marielle's like investigates. We know that Marielle's going to figure out what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so it was Eris who fell off the tower. I didn't catch the thing that it was somebody blonde falling off the tower. Who did you want it to be? I mean, I would have really liked Lita to fall off the tower. I hated her. I thought she was annoying and mean and, but you know, the villain never is the one that falls off. I mean, sometimes it is like if like Big Little Lies, but, but if like somebody, if we're going to push somebody off the tower, it should have been Lita. Yeah. I would have pushed her. Yeah. I was, I was sad because I liked Eris and knowing that this is a three book series, like I would have liked Eris to be around. I thought Eris was like the coolest person in the group. Yeah. And she was like troubled, but in a likable way. I don't know. Yeah, She was just cool. Yeah. Anyway, we obviously liked this book because of its like strong resemblance to Gossip Girl. But one of the things that I loved about this book was like, there were so many cool things about the future. Like, Oh, like they all had this like room comp thing where basically like it was like Siri on steroids. Like it was like the the mate the computer from the Jetsons. Oh my god, like I as a child, TV gave me the notion that the future was going to be so cool. And it, yeah. the future's fine. It's pretty cool. Like basically everyone has an iPhone and is attached to it, which yeah. is annoying. But, but like nobody has a hovercraft. Yeah. I don't know. I thought the future would be cooler. Yeah, same. Oh, and they have contact lenses that are basically like... Smartphones. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Yeah, those were really cool. And then, as Becca mentioned, there's this hair and makeup machine. So you like sit down and it like sprays on your makeup and does your hair for you. Oh, and they all have like the smart closet. Like all the upper floor kids have like the clueless, like shares closet from clueless. That is my dream. Oh, me too. The future sounds awesome. Yeah. 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 So we really liked this book. Yeah. As I said, I thought it was well written. I thought that, you know, with young adult books, it can go either way. Some of them kind of just suck you in and make you hate yourselves. Some of them, though, you're like, well, this is still an intelligent book despite being a YA novel. So should we skip ahead and and tell people the terrible book that we're reading? Oh, my God. So we'll talk about the other books we're reading, but we... So I'm really blaming Becca for this one. No, I'm blaming our Facebook group for this one. Yeah, because it's, it's your fault, listeners. It's you. It's all of you guys' fault. The the Royals series, which is the first book in it, is called The Paper Princess. So yesterday during our like drunken park day, I mentioned that the Paper Princess books had come, and Becca was like, "Oh my god, you need to read them immediately." So wait, so I read them like two weeks ago. And like five people either in DMs or in our Facebook group had like recommended it. And I didn't think, 
I don't know. I didn't really read the description. I didn't really think about what it was. I know why they recommended it because you felt like there wasn't enough sex in the selection. Well, this is a teen book with a lot of sex. There is so, for a young adult book, you guys, there is so much sex in it. Like, it's like, well, I haven't gotten to the second one yet, so I assume there's more sex in the second one, but. It's dirty. Like, it's like the premise is that this girl is like, a, she's stripping so that she can make money because her mom died and she gets picked up by this guy who's like, he's like, I'm your guardian and taken back to this like mansion where he has four sons and like, she's like making out with one. She's like having sex with the other. Like, oh but my God. It's like, I felt. You're making it sound like Fifty Shades of Grey and it's not that level. Like it's more like a young, here. it's more like a young adult book, but it's, it's, there's a lot of sex. I felt dirty. I felt dirty and I was like, I, I read on my Kindle and the way that I read is that I download a sample and then I like decide whether or not I'm going to read the book where I, I'm not really good at stopping a book in the middle, but if after the sample, I don't like it, I'll stop. And I read the sample and I was like, I feel so dirty. Like I shouldn't read this. And then I was like, purchase. And then I read all of them because they kept ending with like these huge cliffhangers. Cliffhangers. You need to know what happens. So I like, I lost, like I read all three books in probably 72 hours. Oh, that's going to be me. I read the whole first book last night, and then I needed to read, like, 20 more pages of the second book. Yeah. And then I got up before the gym this morning and read probably 50 pages of the second one. And I'm planning on finishing the second one tonight. Oh, my God. So if anyone's looking for a reason to really hate themselves, but, like, enjoy it in the process. If you love the selection... But similar to Becca, wish the selection had more sex in it. I'm laughing so hard right now. You should read The Paper Princess and the books that follow. Yeah, I think this like makes me, I'm like the Goldilocks of teen sex where I'm like the selection. I'm like, there's not enough teen sex. And now this, I'm like, there's too much teen sex. Like, I want, <laughs> I need something in the middle. Yeah, yeah. This was, this was a lot. Of, it was a lot. Wait, quick. Tell people smart things that we read this okay. week. Okay. So smart things. I'm currently reading um, Roxanne Gay's book, Hunger. So it's her memoir, and it's about her struggle with weight. And it's really, I, I'm a huge, huge, huge Roxanne Gay fan. I follow her on Twitter. And my goal is actually this summer to read all of her books. But um, I just, I love her writing, and I I think the the book is just completely enchanting. The other book I'm reading is uh, by my internet crush, Orlando Orlando Soria. I can't even say his name properly. I just like get a, I just like turn into like a schoolgirl and start smiling when I start talking about Orlando. Um, So his book is the best. It's a design book. It's all about like, you know, interior design and what have you. I've never sat and read an interior design book page like cover to cover but it's like part design part self-help and like so Orlando and I were broken up with in the same way um we both had gained some weight and our partner decided they were no longer attracted to us and we've both been through a lot of the same things and I like I was crying reading his book but then I was also laughing because he's so funny this book is like making me feel so many things. And it's a design book, which it's, is hilarious. So I can vouch for this too. So I bought it and I I haven't read the whole thing yet, but it's it's hysterical. Like it's literally like two separate plot lines. So like 
first is like beautiful pictures of in design interiors, but then like the text is like, it's hilarious. It's, it's like, I do you have it's it like here? what to do when all your friends are having babies. And then he has like essays about the suburbs and how the suburbs suck. And then he just like goes on about how he knows more than everyone because he grew up in like a national park. We're making it sound terrible, but I, I'm, I, Grace obviously has like a weird fascination with him. He, by I, the way, Becca, he responded to my DM. Oh my God. So we've been going back and forth chatting. We, he doesn't follow me back yet, but like I'm, I have faith that like eventually maybe he'll follow me. He followed him, him, and my sister are actually like know each other in real life and are kind of friends. Good luck. I hope that he starts listening to this podcast, realizes like what a creepy stalker you are. No, but the funny thing is, is that every DM I'm like, I know I'm, I'm being creepy, but I just wanted to tell you like how funny I think you are. I know I'm being creepy and stalking you again, but I just wanted to tell you how much I love your book. Like you guys, I'm creepy. Well, I love him. I, I second I mean, I, I like him. I don't, I'm not as creepy as Grace, but this book is hilarious. Like I'm not, it's beautiful. Like all of his design work is beautiful, but like I'm reading it for the essays. Like it's hilarious. It's amazing. It's like the best thing. So yeah, I had like a real all over the map reading week. So I read The Paper Princess, which was terrible. I read our, part of Orlando Soria's um, design book, which was hilarious. It's called, what is it called? Get it together. That's what it's called. I'm not being mean to Becca. Anyway, um, so I read Orlando Soria's, some of Orlando Soria's design book, which is like essays and funny and in the middle. And then I finished um, Little Fires Everywhere that I was reading last week. And I loved Such it. Such a book. I loved it. Highly recommend. And it was, um, it was definitely on like the smart people spectrum. So it made me feel a little less guilty about The Paper Princess. Yeah, you need balance. It's like a little kale, a little Cheetos, a little, I don't know, sweet green. Yeah. 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 So before we wrap up, Grace, tell me what you're obsessed with this week. Um, I have two obsessions. So Of course she does. Of course. I'm always I'm a blogger. Give me a break. So the first one is Elemis's body scrub. It's called I brought it here because I want you to smell it. Devil's mint body scrub. Becca, smell this. It's super minty and it just smells amazing. And I actually just ran out of it and I have to go buy more because I love it so much. It like clears your sinuses out as you, as you use it and it smells fantastic. And it also makes your skin so, so smooth. You're really, you're talking to the wrong crowd here. I can't, my nose is too stuffy. She has allergies. She can't smell. I can't smell it at all. So the other one, I'm going to do a full on blog post about this, but you guys are special. So you get to hear about it first. Um, I had breakfast with my friend Ellen. So she launches into this whole thing about this doctor, August, I'm going to totally butcher it, Augustinus Bader. And Dr. Bader is like this doctor who has developed this amazing cream that like if you have a burn on your hand or something, it will just completely remove it. It's just like Ooh. highly, highly scientific and highly amazing. So he was having trouble getting the funding for that. So it was suggested to him that he develop a skincare line so that he could sell the skincare line. It would be so successful and it would help him fund like all of this, like more like nonprofit type of work that he was doing for burn victims. So this cream that he's now selling is super, super scientific, uses all the stem cell technology. Wait, put some on my hand. 
I will. It's going to instantly make you younger. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm holding it because I, I couldn't pronounce his name, so I needed to say it. But I've been using the cream for about a week, and I love it. There's two. One is the rich cream, and the one that we're, we're playing right now is the lighter one. And it is good. So it I, I just had Grace put it on my hand, and like I can tell a difference between my two hands. I would like to put some of this on my face. Yeah, here, I'm passing you some. Put it on your face. I have makeup on, though. Oh, so don't put I'll, it on your face. Um, come over without makeup on, and you can use it. Okay. But this cream is amazing, and I feel like it's going to be everywhere. I actually saw it on Into the Gloss today, and then I saw Patty Dubroff post something on Instagram about it. And I feel like this is going to, like, this Dr. Bader is going to be, like, the person on everyone's lips really soon. And I, like, can't say enough good things about this cream. I prefer the rich one. There's two, again, but um, it's really, really good. And my skin, I feel like my skin looks really good right now. So that's my obsession. Becca, what are you obsessed with right now? Okay. So I'm obsessed with two things. So the first thing is I'm rewatching Younger. Oh, such a good show. So I've been sick. And so I've like, I just want something like junk foodie to watch. And I started rewatching Younger and it's so good. Um, so if you haven't watched it, please watch it. The second thing that I just found this out last night, they're making a movie of crazy rich Asians, which is. Did not like that book. Okay. I loved that book. I couldn't get into it. I felt like something was wrong with me because everyone around me was reading it and I just like did not like it. Don't listen to Grace. The book is great. And I loved it. And they're making this movie that looks awesome. And so I saw the trailer. I think the trailer is on YouTube. So just like Google it. But oh my God, it looks so good. And I can't wait to see it. Well, I can wait to see it, but I'm glad that you're excited. You're rude. Tell me about your Instagram. So the Instagram account I'm loving. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I went to this really beautiful brunch with Town and & Country, and I was seated near a woman. Her name is Stephanie Noss, N-A-S-S. And so she is this amazing chef. So her Instagram is Chefany Noss, like C-H-E-F, chef, Ani, like, like Stephanie Noss, N-A-S-S. And she has this incredible wardrobe, like all like things like Dolce and Gabbana and really aspirational labels you wish you could afford. But besides that, she likes to bake cakes that match her outfits. So you'll see her in a tartan plaid skirt with a tartan cake or a a, um, Dolce and Gabbana dress with bananas all over it with a cake that matches it. And I just think she's so creative and talented. I just like can't wait to see what matching cake and outfit she's going to have next. Oh, I don't know where my phone is or I would look this up, but I'm when I listen to this episode, I'm definitely going to follow her. Becca, what's yours? Oh my God. I, it's actually a miracle that it's, I'm pulling this up because we've I don't made know what it, it to episode six without me mentioning any of the dogs I follow on Instagram. So I'm like really deep into like wanting a dog and I follow so many dogs on Instagram. Like I've, it's actually like, I've started to realize recently that some of them aren't even internet famous dogs. Like some of them are just people's dogs that have like a few followers. So, oh my God, you have to follow Boop My Nose, B-O-O-P, oh my, my Nose. It's just really close-up pictures Wait, of dogs. is this a cat? Yeah, there's sometimes cats. And, like, when you double-click it, you just, like, you just, like, boop their nose. It's my favorite. It makes, it brings me so much joy. I need to get Tyrion's miniature nose on here. Oh my God, I love it. It's pretty good. It brings me so much joy. I have all the Instagram dog wrecks if anyone wants to talk about that with me, too. But, oh, that's a good, that's a good segue. So... 
you should come join our Facebook group because if you need books to read, you want to talk about which character in the thousandth floor is which character in Gossip Girl, or you want to know what dogs to follow on Instagram. Like there's a lot going on. We were complaining, not complaining, but we were like, like nobody wants to be our friend. Yeah. We were sad a couple weeks ago, but like people are talking. It's great. We're having so much fun over there. Yeah. Also follow us on Instagram at young adulting pod because we have a super exciting giveaway tomorrow for our next book. Yes. Do you want to do the honors and announce our next book? So our next book, I don't even know if I would call it a young adult book, but we both love this book. And with the royal wedding coming up, we felt like it was appropriate. So our next book is going to be The Royal We. Oh my God, we loved it. And you're going to love it. It's like basically... Kate Middleton and Prince William fan fiction. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And I last read it like two years ago or when, whenever. So I like literally cannot wait to reread this once I finish Paper Princess. Oh, me too. I can't wait to reread it. So definitely download it, buy it, get it wherever you get your books. But follow us on Instagram at Young Adulting Pod because we're giving away five signed copies in a contest tomorrow. So make sure to check it out. And Grace, where can people find you on the interwebs? You can find me at at Grace Atwood on Instagram and Twitter or my blog, thestripe.com. Becca, what about you? I'm on Instagram at Becca M. Freeman and basically nowhere else on the internet. You're on Twitter too. Yeah, but I don't check it. Okay. Um, So please, if you enjoyed this episode... Come join the Facebook group, follow us on Instagram, and please leave us a rating or a review. It means so much it to us. It means so much. Um, and the best, I, I feel like I'm begging, but I say this every episode, the best thing you can do is take a picture of, you know, or a screenshot of you listening to the podcast, throw it up on your Instagram story, and let people know that you're listening because it really helps us spread the word. Yeah, and we'll be back next week. Uh, the Royal We is in two weeks, but we'll be back next week with um, an advice episode. So also send us your questions so that we can give you our really worldly, amazing advice. Yeah, basically just talk to us and be our friend. Yes. Okay. See you on the internet. Bye.